Hello and welcome to episode one of Soccer Brov. I am Carter and joining me today are Jack and Bram. How are y'all doing? Doing quite well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. And we are going to sort of review this uh, weekend's Premier League action and then have a look ahead to the midweek Champions League action coming up. So we are going to start with Liverpool versus Arsenal, which seemed like it was sort of the game of the weekend. Liverpool is second in the table, and Arsenal is uh, fifth right now. So y'all, as Liverpool fans, are much more invested in this game than I was. What did y'all think about it? Let's start with you, Jack. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think overall, uh, coming away uh, with a point at Arsenal, not a bad result. Um, but when you get a little deeper in there, looking in the field, I feel like Liverpool was playing better, um, you know, had that goal, which they called off sides, unfortunately. So if that would have been called correctly, obviously the game would have been completely different. Um, you know, unlucky to to concede so late. Uh, Lacazette, you know, obviously did a good job there to, to get that goal. But, um, you know, coming away with a point isn't the worst thing in the world. It does feel a little upsetting, though, considering that uh, that refereeing mistake for the offside on Mane. Um, but overall, getting a point away at Arsenal isn't the worst thing in the world. What do you think about it, Brown? I thought, um, I really thought Arsenal looked much improved over last year. I haven't watched them play a ton this season, and I was pretty impressed with how they were controlling, especially like the first 20 minutes of the game. Um but I think Liverpool got going. Um, like Jack was saying, the offsides was definitely an unfortunate call. Clearly was not in an offside position. The linesman was way behind the play on that. Um, overall, I thought most of the team played fairly well, but there were some spots in the defense that were definitely concerning. Particularly on the right side looked like he was getting beat every, almost every play. Yeah, it's sort of like Arnold. I've never thought he was the best defender. Obviously, he offers a lot going forward, and he a lot of people say he's the best free kick taker on the team. But do you think it's time like to start maybe introducing Nathaniel Klein back into the lineup or put Jomez on the right if Dejan Lovren is healthy? Like, do you think Alexander think Arnold is such healthy. a liability that he like just can't be in the team in these big games? I don't think he's a liability. I think he had a rough game. He doesn't play like that every game. Um, but I do think our strongest back four is going to be Robertson. Van Dyke, Lovren, and Gomez on the right side. Um, I don't necessarily think we need as much going up the right side going forward as we did last year because we seem to have better play coming out of the midfield. But having options is never a bad thing. No, definitely. And is that is Nathaniel Klein like healthy? Is he available for selection? Because I feel like I haven't seen him in a he long, definitely long time. Is. I would be shocked if he gets, especially once they went out of the League Cup, I'd be shocked if he gets really any playing time barring catastrophic injuries, which hopefully will not happen. But See, I don't think he's that bad. And No, I think he's a pretty good uh, He's a pretty good player. I think he just got unfortunate <clears throat> with that injury. And then, you know, other players coming in and obviously showing that they could do the job just as well as him. And it's, it's a difficult time for him to get back inside. 
And uh, yeah. when it comes to that disallowed goal, that's one of those times where everybody starts bringing up, oh, we should have VAR in the Premier League because if VAR was here, it would have fixed that goal and everything would be sunshine and roses. Do you think, like, VAR is so necessary? I mean, obviously, you all feel a little spurned about a goal like that, and obviously if they did look at it with VAR, it would have been reversed. But I don't know. What do you all think about that? Let Jack go first on that one. I think it obviously needs to be implemented into the game. Um, you know, there's no point in getting upset about it. That's not going to be put into the into the game this season. Hopefully, they'll review it and get it there next year. But um, it, you know, it's it's a piece of the sport that clearly makes the game more accurate um, and and more fair. Um, and I think you know, just like goal line technology. But, you know, with, with goal line technology, you know, that obviously was disallowed. They didn't have to get upset about it. They could move on with the game. And I think, you know, with VAR, you know, that, that'll be implemented as well. And, um, you know, it'll just be all the better for it. Um, so I'm all for VAR getting into the Premier League, but it's not coming this year. So there's no point in, you know, complaining about it. Agreed, I think. I'm not a huge fan of how much I think it's going to slow the game down. Yeah, that's exactly my worry about it. But certainly it will fix some bad calls that affect a lot of the, you know, not just Liverpool, but affect teams across the league. So I don't know. My thing is so much of it's up to interpretation anyway for, like, red cards and stuff like that that I don't know how much the VAR is really going to fix anything. I think for offsides is where VAR needs to be implemented for sure. I think offsides is where it makes the biggest difference. Um, and but and penalties, a lot of penalties are up for debate anyway. Well, and I well, I know like we'll handballs, like a handball, but like seeing the Leicester, replay of a handball. Leicester game, there was a clear, clear, blatant penalty goal line stop against Leicester. Blatant handball. If you have VAR, that's getting like immediately. Given, you're getting the penalty there, and they're not going into halftime. No, no. Okay. Well, that finished 1-1 to Arsenal. Uh, Liverpool is now actually in third place as Chelsea won today. So they jumped uh, up to second in the table right now on uh, goal difference, I believe. They're ahead of them. So another big game of the weekend was Manchester United against Bournemouth, who has been one of the sort of surprise teams of this season. Uh, Let's see. They were actually sixth in the table right now had a really hot start, and they look like they're definitely not going to get relegated this season. But they ended up losing 2-1 to Manchester United after a really late goal by Marcus Rashford. Uh, I know, Jack, you were watching this game really closely. What was sort of your general impression of it? Yeah, I mean, I thought Manchester United definitely came out looking looking the better side, um, had a lot more spring to their step. Um, attacking looked pretty solid. Their defense still is obviously um, a point – where they definitely struggle. Um, but overall, I thought they, they controlled the midfield pretty well. Um, you know, they had that kind of fire, which you haven't really seen much from Marino's side this year. Um, Anthony Martial just continues to be in excellent form. Um, Five and, goals you know, in his last four games. So yeah. um, Makes you question yeah. why he was ever on the bench in the first place. But <laughs> You know, I've always said me, that. But... I've always said Martial needs to be starting. Um, he has the best footwork, I think, maybe in the world right now, uh, the man dances on the ball like no other. He's up there um, with, like, I don't know, Messi, obviously people are going to say he's the best dribbler. But I don't know if Martial's that much far behind him. I think he's ridiculous I, I, what he can do. The goals he's been scoring have just been 
stunners. He's got that like cut in on his right foot, curl it into the yeah. corner thing on lock. It was like how Coutinho was a couple Coutinho years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, overall, I think uh, you know it was just nice to see United kind of have that fire playing, you know, in, in their hearts and get that win. Um, and you know, getting the late late goal to seal the seal the win was obviously good to see all the players reacting and celebrating. Um, so. Did you see Mourinho's reaction to it? I actually have not. He was just totally stern-faced and, like, didn't move at all on the pitch. (laughs) Okay. Which I kind of love that he's just like, yeah, this was going to happen. I don't have to get too excited about it. This was inevitable. I planned this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought I'd love to see that. It was Paul Pogba just juking the shit out of that Bournemouth defender and putting in, like, an incredible ball. It was sort of a weird goal. It was sloppy as shit. But Marcus Rashford was super composed to like not just like flail at it and wait for him to get a nice clean kick on it. I got a I got a stat for you with two ninety plus minute winners uh, for Manchester United. He's now the all time leader for ni- post ninetieth minute winners in Manchester United history. Isn't that sort of crazy? That is crazy. I would have thought. Uh... Giggs would be up there, but I guess not. <laughs> Giggs wasn't exactly a goal scorer. Uh, he had that one, though, right? That was an extra time. Ah, uh, okay. That wasn't an injury time. Look at that. Marcus Rashford, the young man. <laughs> the young stud Marcus Rashford. Um, so, moving on to a game that happened earlier today on Sunday. Manchester City versus Southampton was... An absolute shit pumping. Manchester City <laughs> dropped six on them. Ryan Sterling picking up two goals. Uh, Leroy Sané added a late one. Um, David Silva got on there. Sergio Aguero scored, which was his 150th goal in the Premier League, which is something I think only like six or seven other people have done in the history of the Premier League, which is pretty cool to see. But, second uh, fastest to get to 150 as well. Second fastest. Look at that. Jack out of the clouds with the stat. Uh <laughs> So I don't know. I thought this was just sort of what you expect from Man City against a team like Southampton to just beat the shit out of them, and they seem to always step on people's throats. Like it's they almost never seem to struggle against a team like this, which is sort of what you want to see from a, a potential title winner. Which brings up the question: Do y'all think there's any chance Liverpool actually wins the Premier League this season? I think there is a chance. I think it's up to the other top four clubs to take points away from city um that's really all that liverpool can hope for is that city drop points against some of the other top four teams it definitely doesn't look Um, like they're going to drop any against like the bottom otherwise i don't see them losing to any 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 mid table any bottom table team it's just not happening uh the only points they did drop other than liverpool i believe it was against wolves and that was due to a handball goal that var would have uh, obviously ruled out so uh they are very unlucky to have dropped points there as well and i don't think that's gonna you know happen for them much more this season so i i see it very very difficult for liverpool to now catch up with man city but i think it really is you know up to tottenham arsenal manchester united to beat them get a couple games out and, and but city's already won chance. at tottenham and at arsenal so there's not a whole lot more opportunities they have. Um, I think Man City, United though, can always take points from them, though. And I would say Chelsea is looking pretty Chelsea is sort of the uh, yeah the one who people didn't sort of expect at the beginning of the season. They were saying it's all Liverpool. 
or uh, mm-hmm. or Man City, but then Chelsea looks incredible. They had a three-one yeah. win against uh, uh, Crystal Palace. Palace earlier today. Alvaro Morata got two goals. He really should have had a hat trick. He had a one-on-one with a goalie late in the game, but tried to dink it over the goalie like an idiot instead of just going to the <laughs> side. So I don't know. It's good to see Alvaro Morata getting goals because people were shitting on him like he was like the worst player in the world. But I always thought he was really good. Do you happen to know when uh when Chelsea's going to be playing Man City? I know Man United plays City next weekend, which is sort of a big game. Definitely potential for City to drop points. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Chelsea Tottenham November 24th. Okay, look should at that. be a good game. Yeah, I feel like Liverpool. We play Man United in November at some point, I think. But other than that, I think November shouldn't be a terrible month for us we've got the international break coming up uh yeah after next weekend but yeah then we've got chelsea versus man city it's going to be at stanford bridge on december 8th so honestly that might be aside from the manchester united game like the only time city might drop points between now and i don't know next time they play liverpool honestly yeah they're 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 obviously a difficult side to beat this year yeah it's a shame because it's one of the better Liverpool teams out there and it's just unfortunate that they're just running into a total wagon <laughs> exactly it is just yes. sucks it was like Napoli last year who scored like I, we got more points at the end of the season than like all but six champions in the history of Serie A it just happened that Juventus got like 105 so a question out of the clouds for y'all who do you think the best team outside of the top six is right now I am gonna say Watford I think every time I watch Watford, they look incredible. I think Roberto Pereira might be, like, the best player outside of the top six right now. I think it's crazy he's not on a bigger team. Every time I watch him, he seems to score a goal, like an incredible goal at that. But, uh, obviously, Bournemouth is up there. Um, Everton. Everton is coming on as well. I was going to say Everton, probably, actually. They actually think they've gotten their shit together? Decent squad, yeah. They seem Um, to be starting to. I, they've got a good squad, and they got all those guys from Barcelona, like Andre Gomes and uh, and Lucas Digne, and they got Bernard and from Shakhtar Donetsk. Rasharlison was a huge buy. That people Rasharlison yeah, has been like, great this year. Yeah, I people think. thought they were yeah. so stupid for buying Rasharlison for like fifty million or whatever. But like, if you've got the money, like spend it because he looks <laughs> awesome. Did you see yep. like the second or the goal he had yesterday, where he pushed it by the defender? And uh, just like went around the goalie and just like slotted mm-hmm. it in. He looks so athletic during that play. I was just like, this guy is incredible. Yeah, and so that, that's why I'd probably say Everton would be would you be really mine think right they're now. Better than, to watch. Uh, than Watford or I'm Bournemouth not sure right they're now. better than Watford or, or Bournemouth. But Watford I just think lost to Newcastle. Three are pretty. Yeah, but that you know that's liable to happen. And if you watch that game, like Watford really should have won it. They like hit the post a couple times. They created way more chances. And the goal that Newcastle scored on was like a deflection off of a free kick that was. Yeah, a little bit lucky. So, you know, Is over a one-game sample size. <laughs> it seems like their first win in, like, as long as I can remember. Let's see. Yeah, yeah it was their first win of the season, yeah. Yeah, it was. They have three draws. That was their first win. Got yeah. them out of the relegation zone, except Huddersfield and Fulham, which are the two at the bottom of the table right now. They play tomorrow on Monday. So one of them might leapfrog Newcastle, but... That's a forget forgettable game. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to see that that one is like the you know Monday headliner. I wish that they would come some up with something better. That was like having the Raiders and the 49ers play on Thursday last week. It was just like this is what you're gonna force us to watch. 
<laughs> yeah, so that sort of wraps up the Premier League weekend. The table as it is right now, Man City number one, Chelsea number two, Liverpool number three, Tottenham number four. Did y'all see any of the Tottenham game from this weekend? It was like buried on CNBC, so I like had a hard time finding it. But Yeah, I didn't catch any of it. They absolutely did their best to shit away the result. They were up three nothing. And then this guy who was making his debut gave away two penalties, which was like the worst debut you could possibly think of. Then like uh, made it three two, and that was with like fifteen minutes ago. And it seemed like you know Tottenham was gonna pull a Tottenham and just like throw it away. But they ended up getting a three two win, mostly thanks to uh, Hugo Lloris, who, as much as he's capable of like fucking up like crazy, getting red cards or giving away penalties, he on his day can make a lot of really nice saves. So. Tottenham's in fourth, Arsenal in fifth with that big point against uh, Liverpool, and then Bournemouth sixth, Man United seventh. It's sort of funny to see Bournemouth is still ahead of Man United, even after Man United beat them. That sort of shows you uh, Manchester United season, which I'm sort of pissed off. Jose Mourinho is honestly still on a job, but whatever. So let's sort of look ahead to this week's before, Champions League games. Okay. Before jumping ahead. Uh, one game to mention was the Leicester Cardiff game. Leicester coming off the tragedy last week, mm-hmm. um, and coming out with a win. Nice to see for the city and the fans. They got very emotional about it. I saw Damari Gray took off his jersey to show like a message of support for the recently deceased owner, and people were giving. And then promptly got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know. People were it's saying rule, like it's but... a disgrace that that happened, but I'm like, that is the rule. Like, yeah, it is what it is. It's just it's like, just like when you kick the ball out into the stands, you get a yellow. Yeah, card. I mean, it's not like the ref like doesn't have sympathy for their situation, but it's just that is the yeah, rule. and it's not like he got sent off or anything like that. I mean, he can't probably help. worth it to him. It's, yeah, definitely worth it to him. And that was, it was funny to me that there was such a stink about him getting the yellow card because, like, you know, it was a nice goal. Yeah, nice, nice link up play on that. And Leicester's definitely a team in the conversation of best team outside the top six. But yeah, uh, I've enjoyed watching them play this year. Yeah, James Madison has been really good. Yeah, always good to watch Harry Maguire. Yeah, I love Harry Maguire. You're a wizard, Harry. I wish he was uh, on Manchester United this year. I can say that. But yeah, we'll move on to a sort of little bit of look ahead to the Champions League games coming up this week. Uh, big one is Manchester United versus Juventus. That one is going to be on Wednesday. Do you think Manchester United has any chance of winning this game? I think they do have a chance. Oh, honestly. really? <laughs> yes. I think if Martial gets a hat trick. Yes, it, it rides 100% on Anthony Martial and Paul Pogba, but I do think they do have a chance, actually. Pogba returning to Torino for, I think, probably the first time since he signed for Man U. Do you think he that folds under the pressure, historic. or do you think he brings uh, his A-game and absolutely dominates? I think he brings his A-game. I think Paul Pogba has really... Uh, I think he's actually had a pretty good year. You know, His stats might not show it, necessarily, but... I think he's been playing well, and I think he's obviously wanna gonna want to go back to Juventus and uh, play his best. And you know, I think I think he will. Yeah, I honestly think out of he's like one of the only guys on Manchester United that can legitimately create chances. Besides maybe like Luke Shaw coming off the left, who I've been really impressed with. And I don't know, it's not like Matic is gonna like thread these incredible through balls and like lead a 
you know, create chances for the strikers, aside from, like, Martial just, you know, breaking down somebody on the dribble and doing it all himself. Like, Pogba is really the only thing we have going forward. Um, I think Manchester United is going to get absolutely crushed. I think it's going to be, like, 5 nothing, maybe 5-2 if we get a couple goals at the end there. I, I'm hoping for some sort of catastrophic defeat that gets Jose Mourinho fired. This probably won't be... But- if we lose five nothing to Ventus on Wednesday and then lose seven nothing to City on Sunday, maybe that'll do it. <laughs> that might. I, I don't hope see that happening. But... You don't see that happening. <laughs> no, Definitely not, not like that. see that happening. <laughs> I, I mean, could even when uh, Alex Ferguson was at Manchester United, we lost. What was it, seven to one against Manchester City at Old Trafford? Things are capable of happening like that. And obviously, yeah. Fergie's twice the manager Jose Mourinho is. Man, you know, Juventus is pretty good. Watch Cristiano Ronaldo get a hat trick against his old club. I don't know. At this point, think, I'm sort of rooting for I think for it's safe United to say to that, yeah, at this point, Carter, you are, as a Manchester United fan, just hoping for their to crash and burn until Mourinho's <laughs> fired. Is that is that correct? That's pretty much correct. I don't see us having any chance of qualifying for the Champions League. I think that's basically set at this point that it's going to be Chelsea, Liverpool, City, and either Arsenal or Tottenham. I don't think Man United is going to do it. And it's not like I give a shit about qualifying for the Europa League. So if we just have an awful campaign and finish like 11th, I'm cool with that as long as Mourinho is not manager next season. But, yeah. (laughs) I don't think we're going to win the Champions League. That's like the only way we could potentially qualify for next season. Or if we come in third in our group and win the Europa League. But, like, Chelsea has a much better shot at doing that, and so does Arsenal. But, yep, yeah. Yep, I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> Another big game coming up, I think it's on Tuesday, is PSG versus Napoli. This finished 1-1 the last time they played with a pretty late goal from PSG. And I thought Napoli very much looked like the better team. Um, and this one is going to be in Naples, so I kind of consider Napoli the favorites for this. Which begs a question, do you all think that PSG is going to progress out of this group, which also has Liverpool in it? I think that they might struggle with that, honestly. Um, you know, Liverpool playing Red Star, Belgrade, you know, granted it's, it's uh, you know, away, so not, not the easiest match in the world. A little bit of difficulty, I guess, but you think they're obviously going to win that game. Uh, and if PSG lose to Napoli, um, they're going to really have to fight to, to make it through as the the second spot and they'll have uh, liverpool as the sixth game at home probably needing to win they're going to push everybody forward perfect opportunity for liverpool to just play on the break and hit them i mean i really don't think psg is going to make it through which would be so so funny to see like them invest in mbappe and neymar and be like our goal is to win the champions league because winning france isn't good enough and then they don't even make it out of the group stage and after playing the europa league i think that'd be the funniest thing in the world it would be comical and i would enjoy it (laughs) greatly as well (laughs) did you see this thing about apparently uh michelle platini and uh johnny infantino uh Although PSG breached financial fair play rules, they did not impose any restrictions on them because it is in the interests of UEFA and FIFA for PSG to be in the Champions League. Do you oh. like believe that? Because I totally believe that. I believe it for sure. Without a doubt. <laughs> that is just sketchy as shit. And, uh, did you see what the city uh, owner said or the representative for the owner? He said, like, I'd rather pay $50 million for a lawyer 
than <laughs> live under your restrictions, which I think is just hilarious, <laughs> putting his nuts on the table. Like, FFP, they made such a stink about it, but it seems like it's not even, like, a real thing anymore. But, yeah, that is it for the first episode of the Soccer Bruv podcast. Uh, we will probably be back oh. next week. I can't guarantee anything because this is in the uh, development stages. But, yeah, thank you all for listening. It is a bye for me. It is a bye for me as well. <laughs> Goodbye. Nice Alright, I hope y'all enjoy some bread. soccer this midweek in the Champions League. I'm niggas out lit. Pulled up in the fountain. Pulled off with a dance. Got a pocket full of money. Kinda hard to keep my pants up. Nigga tryna run them bands up. Fuck a bitch with my hands up. Lil' Quake fuck the Zans up. Kinda hard to understand up. Duffel bags in the Escalade. Caught a bitch there a bread truck. Got a big going retarded. Call over for a spare truck. All these niggas never scared us. All these niggas never ran us. Bitch trying to put the head on them. Niggas trying to put the feds on them. Niggas trying to take meds on them. Everything for the players on them. Niggas singing like arrows on them. Gunshot just for saying something.